What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful.com. It is November 3rd, 2021. This is your post-AEW show for Dynamite, November 3rd. Uh, don't forget, check out Not The List and Your Boy today. I had Suge Dunkerton on the show. It was one of the best shows I've ever done. It was awesome. We talked about the Jericho Cruise. We talked about MLW releases and, and signings. We talked about ROH because... This guy has some unique experience with this. He's booked multiple times a weekend, and the free agent market's about to get flooded. Check out this show we did today in place of Listen Your Boy. It is worth it. Also, please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I'll tell you more about that in a bit. But right now, what you can do, you can leave a thumbs up. You can subscribe. And we have a bit of a new way to send in Super Chats. Now, you can still send them on YouTube, but we do encourage you to use the Streamlabs link that we have in the bio, that we have pinned at the top of this chat. That helps us out a lot more. YouTube takes a pretty big cut. So go ahead, get your super chats in. You'll get your question or statement read on the air, like Greg Nelson, who says, I'll be at Full Gear and Rampage the night before. Here's hoping we get to meet face-to-face. I hope so. Greg Nelson, the one who made this, the <laughs> demented mind that made this. I love it. Uh, Nerd Guru says, I see SRS didn't get the beanie memo for tonight. Well, you know what? You can all get beanie memos now at shop.fightful.com because we have Fightful Beanies. Our great moderator, the greatest moderator, Cher Delaware, encouraged us to do it. But you know what? I should probably introduce my co-host. We got Alex Pawlowski. Uh, hi, yeah, it's it's officially beanie weather again. Because I do this in my basement, which doesn't have great heating or insulation. So when it gets to be, oh, 28 degrees outside up here in Wisconsin, i got to put on the beanie or I'm going to freeze to death. We've got Bobby D. It's Robert D. Felice. Robert, how you doing? Being on the opposite end of that, I can tell you, living in Florida, 69 degrees is cold. <laughs> so it's like, you know. Look at He's go. got his full beard. It's grown out even more. He's yeah. got a beanie. It's winter. It's 70. <laughs> He's pulling out that action heat stuff that we used to promote on here that has like the heated <laughs> gloves and everything. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Guys, uh, again, donate a super chat. If you're just popping in, we do have a Streamlabs link up at the top. Uh, they will all be collected by our great moderator, Luis, who uh, is, is putting them in the back end, and we greatly appreciate it. Let's go ahead and talk about AEW, and let's actually start with the CM Punk promo because that ties into something else. Uh, last night, the wee hours of the morning, Tony Khan had posted a tweet noting that John Moxley uh, had wanted to share or gave permission to share that he would be doing an inpatient rehab program for alcohol. Now, Moxley's book is out this week. Um, I, I'm, I understand he talks a little bit about this, but... Um, this is you know, a positive move for somebody to take if they, they recognize they need they need to. CM Punk did a promo that wasn't much of a promo. It was more of him just saying this is the right thing to do. Yeah, I don't know how much of this John Moxley gave the green light on, but you know what? I am all for them saying do what John Moxley did if you need help with that. Um, I think everybody watching this has probably known somebody or maybe even yourself that's went through something like that. So, Alex, I think this was a good thing to do. And I would imagine, and this, I don't want to speak for him, but I would imagine if this could help somebody else, John Moxley's probably okay with it. Yeah. 
Um, I think ultimately, uh, I think ultimately he is. Uh, I know he's kind of a kind of a close to the vest type of guy, uh, unless he wants to tell you about Kevin Dunn. But I, I, I think that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I think that this this was really great coming from Punk, who I think a lot of us got introduced to as the straight edge guy, and I think it's kind of interesting, like to curl back around to being this guy giving this promo and being absolutely straight about it, like not like this is not a professional wrestling promo. This is this is Phil giving you some like straight talk about this thing. I think that was really great. And it, it is a, a a a great message. Like yes, every a lot of people have had um, experience with this. I I I had two people uh, in my life uh, in very different uh, capacities and very in responding to this kind of thing in very different ways. Uh, my grandfather died of alcoholism, never sought help, drove away everybody who ever loved him, died alone. And my best friend uh, went got help and is now uh, I believe ten years sober. Uh, and it all depends on on how you want to handle these things. But the best the best part of I think of all this is is him saying, if you need help, get it, reach out for it, find somebody because because this this is the best thing to do. And um and I agree with him when he said that I'm goddamn proud of John Moxley for doing this. Robert, yeah, I'm absolutely proud of John Moxley. I think most importantly, he's got a young child at home and he sees that. He's doing what's right for the family, and that takes all the courage in the world. And I think it's great that he wants to get this help and that he was able to see it before it became an overbearing issue, you know, and that's really awesome. I'm, I'm uh, hopeful that Moxley gets you know, the, the help that he desires, the help he needs. I've, I've been fortunate enough to meet his mom, a wonderful woman, uh, everybody knows what kind of person Renee Paquette is. So uh, in addition to millions pulling for him, he's, he's got a pretty good support system locally for him as well. Joey Bag of Donuts says, Punk's promo made me cry. It was it was good. And Punk being the guy who has in character railed against alcohol and stuff like that, I thought it was important that he distinguished that because this isn't a character thing. This is a real thing. And that is the unique stage of professional wrestling in that, you know, John Moxley is a character, but he is also a person, even though that's not his real name, um, that, that he is a person. So I really like that. And I really liked the promo that followed yep. CM Punk was like, you know what? I was going to do this tournament. I wanted to be in this tournament. And unfortunately I'm not. Because Eddie Kingston thinks that he's something that he's not, and he's not here right now. So how about this? I'm going to whip his ass Friday. Boy, Robert, this sure is a make good for moving a pay-per-view out of St. Louis. Yeah, this is great. And CM Punk is on another level. Like, he reminds me of The Rock when The Rock came back in 2011, where you just go, oh, he's just on another level for everybody there. CM Punk, he's so real in everything he does that it all becomes so much more believable than when... Kenny Omega says something or the young bucks like CM Punk is just so good. And I can't wait to see him try to kick Eddie Kingston's ass. I, I love this. I loved it. It's simple, effective. Didn't take forever. Uh, Josh Hernandez says that wasn't punk. Phil Brooks was talking to us. Felt like Phil Brooks was talking to us through the whole thing too. These yeah. promos are not rocket science, Alex. It isn't. No. Like he didn't have to look at the camera and go, Eddie Kingston. Bitch. 
yeah. yep. at the end of it. Like it yep. was, I want to fight you yep. because you pissed me off. Uh, and I, I low the the thing I low key liked the most about it was him thinking, I don't know what kind of weird made up beef you think we had years ago, but that doesn't exist, man. Like yeah. I, I, I like and, and I think that's an interesting like thing. Like I had no problem with you and like until you decided to step to me last Friday. And by the way, that was one of the most real looking backstage like like altercations I've ever seen. It was great. Um, and I love that they're gonna we, we get to see them have their hash it out in the ring promo battle, um, which will inevitably lead to the actual match, uh, probably a full gear. And I'm I'm I can't wait for for either of those things. We got some super chats. Jam Beard says, as a Canadian, those are toque toques, not beanies, Toops. whatever, Toops. whatever, pal. Ian says for Robert for fostering a cat to a good home. Good for you, Robert. Thank you. I love Thanks. that. I I know that you you grew fond of that cat yes. as we all do when we foster him. It's very easy to be like, you know what? I'm going to find a good home, and then by the time it happens, you're like, ah, yeah. And that's how you end up with six cats. <laughs> Valab says respectfully, I'll stick with super chats on YouTube until I get my issues with Streamlabs sorted out. Hey, either one. I'm just saying, uh, we do encourage you to donate on uh stream labs if possible but if you want to stick to youtube you're more than welcome to it just helps us more on uh stream labs uh, gregory nelson uh, actually we read that one phil felice says this isn't about AEW, but alex did you get to see tony d'angelo on wwe's the bump no i haven't been able to catch it yet because i was doing stuff during when it was on i'll have to watch it later but uh that is the only way you'll ever get me to watch the bump is if you put my hero tony d'angelo on it Nerd Guru says this segment should have gotten the Jericho segment time slot because let's be honest, I'd rather listen to Punk than uh, listen to Punk do a keynote speech than Dan Lambert at all. And Luis has in the notes, oh, we'll get to that. Well, let's get to it now. <laughs> let's get to it now. I'm ready to talk about it now. Listen, I love a lot of the ingredients involved in this. I am a big Ethan Page fan. You know what? Even though Andre Arlovsky has some of those boring fights in UFC history, hasn't finished anybody since like the Revolutionary War, I respect the fact that after he got his jaw obliterated three times and people said, he's done, he's cooked, he'll never be anything again, he's still out there, caking the UFC for 250 grand every single time he wins a fight at age 472. I love it. I love that too. Now, there's this promo, and I did not like it. And the more that happened, the less I liked them. We've got Mike Preventure saying, the Van Zant jericho stuff ruined this show for me. Why have Van Zant, an actual tough person, act tough if you're just going to have the face of the company dismiss and belittle her by implying all he takes seriously about her is sex? Disgusting. So Van Zant knows what she's getting into there. I'll say that. She knew exactly what the setup was for that. She she knew that. She was okay with it. I'm sure. I'm sure. As soon as she said it, I could take on all five of you at once. I knew exactly where it right. was going because why wouldn't it? Um that that was less to me than a lot of the other stuff that we've seen. Um the the maybe you can put it on your OnlyFans, like who could possibly give a shit? Like yeah. who could possibly give a shit about that? 
Brent Lotwin says, someone get Van Zant into training school ASAP. She's a star in the making. So that's quite possible. But I do think people should pump the brakes on it a bit. This has been said for like five years at this point. Ever since she popped up. Alex has heard this since 2016 because he's been on these podcasts for as long. And it hasn't happened yet. It's just now getting this far. So far, we have seen her cut half a promo and not wrestle at all. And a lot of people are like, she's the second coming. Rampage Jackson wasn't. Tito Ortiz wasn't. Cain Velazquez wasn't. Like, it just, it isn't that simple. It's easier when you're from MMA, but it's not easy. I'd have to see how she transitions there. So far, I think she's done fine. Um, Nino says, I respectfully disagree with you, Sean. I love the inner circle segment. Well, now you're blocked. How about that? (laughs) Just kidding. Um, I know I've covered a lot of ground here in a little amount of time, and I'm going to keep covering more ground because I want this to be all-encompassing. They picked Junior Dos Santos, who was promising in his first wrestling match. Andre Arlovsky, which is fascinating because he is under UFC contract. That doesn't usually happen. And they picked Dan Lambert because, duh, of course they are. you got to pick Dan Lambert. That's what all this is for, Alex. So, yeah. The, the, the whole the floor is yours. So the whole point of this is for uh, Dan Lambert to tap out in the walls of Jericho. Yes. That's the whole point of this. That's every every bit of this was that. And that, I think, ultimately is my problem with this because of my own personal proclivities. I, 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 I've never liked the Dan, the Dan Lambert stuff from the very beginning. But when it comes down to all of this jackassery from this guy, for now it feels like months has been to to get over an act that's already over with everybody else and an act that I personally loathe. Like, you're making me choose to root for Dan Lambert or Tris, Chris Jericho. Like, it, that's not something I want. Like, I don't want, I want to, I don't want to, I don't want any of that. But the thing that you said about how Paige Van Sant probably, like, sign off on all this, yeah, sure, she, she totally can. The problem is, is that it's not just her she's signing off on it on. Like, the whole idea sure. of, like, this is your company. You want to, you put, as you said, the face of the company, the first champion, the biggest star, biggest ready-made star they had when they started this company. You haven't come out here and basically do low-hanging fruit slut jokes. Like it's just, it's it, your AEW should be better than that. That's that's always been my issue with this stuff. Is like I've seen Chris Jericho get a million different things over, so I know he doesn't have to resort to that. Uh, Robert, we have a couple. We have a few super chats. DKC returns says Jericho's segments always feel like he's stuck in WWE still. Well, sometimes that stuff works. Sometimes it does. If it well then, we lost him. All right, go. I think Jericho just cut him off. (laughs) Jericho cut him off. Hold on, let me see if I can get rid of this thing. Damn, there he is. (laughs) I don't know why. This ain't a PG product. Chill out. Listen to what the fuck people say. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I beg of you, Killer Mike 375. There is nobody saying make this a PG show. They said it is low hanging fruit. They're smarter than that. Yeah. Do better. Yeah. People saying this isn't always somebody going, well, gosh, golly, I'm offended by this. It's saying it's stupid. Yeah. It's not entertaining. It's not that they can do better. It's not always, Zoe and G, somebody's triggered, man. <laughs> That's not always what it is. Sometimes it's just like, eh. It's, it's, sometimes it's lame. It's just lame. They can do better. Jericho's a funny guy. Uh, we have a bunch of super chats about this. Vape It Up says, it was a solid show, but felt rush, rushed. Damn Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel R. says, I love LAX. I am over the inner circle. I really am. Robert, we have not heard you speak about this unless you spoke in that period in which no. I got the hell off the <laughs> Look, show. Jake Hager needs to never touch a microphone. Uh-huh, I can't yeah. even recall what he said, but at the time, I was so just bothered by the he, fact that it came out of his mouth that I, I never want to see him talk Gino again. Dos Santos looked like Popeye. Okay. Okay. I don't know what happened to him. I once had high hopes for him. Jake Hager sucks. I don't want to see it ever again. Uh, Jericho's fine. He said fat face dipshit. Dan Lambert acted appropriately. It is what it is. I hope to God this leads to Tom, to Filthy Tom joining AEW. That's all I want to see from this. And if it doesn't happen, I will be sad. I hope so, too. He claims he hasn't had talks with them. We'll see. I, if you guys want a, a funny little experience, go back to my interview with Tom Lawler and me asking him on camera without prepping him, so your MLW contract, what's up? And then two days later, I confirmed it, but he very much did not want to answer that question before he got murdered in a casket match on MLW TV. Uh, Volob says, look, I pop for that Popeye laughter or laugh from Hager. <sighs> I, not me, buddy. No, I used to eat that Popeye cereal. It was garbage. Did you ever have that, Alex, when you were little? No, I did not. It have was Popeye just, it was cereal. the puffed wheat with <laughs> with no sugar on it. So it's like, imagine Golden Gra- or Golden Crisp without the sugar. Oh, it's horrible. They're trying to get you to eat spinach, not cereal. It's made buddy, to be bad. Buddy being poor sucked. Uh, Daniel said, the MMA comment shows how special Brock Lesnar is. Well, I mean, there are a lot of MMA fighters that transition really well. Ronda Rousey, Riddle, Brock Lesnar. There are a lot that have. It's just we don't know until they do it. You never know how somebody's going to take to it. 
Um, we got a super chat that says the match should be fun, uh, but that Jericho and ATT segment made me change the channel tonight. It dragged so much. That comes from L Milkman. Uh, and Anakin says, really wish Layla was a part of Inner Circle so we could get Paige versus Layla Hirsch. Yeah, it seems like we only get super chats about this. And it's more like this is a waste of time. This needs to move on, et cetera, et cetera. Also, for some reason, Maggie has never tried cereal. What the hell, Maggie? Jonathan says, we got two different balls promo. No one's offended, just really bored. It is like when, when it's really put in perspective about all the balls and the sticks and the gay jokes and the slut jokes. It's like, come on, man. And it's like, I want to say the common denominator is Jericho, but he has met his match in Daniel Lambert. Let yeah. me tell you, buddy. Yeah. I and mean, I like Dan Lambert. The or, Ortiz saying in Spanish, you kiss your mother with that mouth to Paige Van Sant. And then Sammy going, he called you a bitch. Yeah. That like, was... It's just, it's just dumb. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, a, I don't know. There, and there are spots where that stuff can work, but I don't think that is much better than <laughs> bitch. <laughs> so, like, yeah. these are very talented people. Do better. David Reckman said Jim Cornette did not attempt the MMA wrestling crossover with Dan the B Severn, so we get Lambert and his folks in 21. Also, LOL Hager. There I, don't think, some- I don't think Cornette wanted to do that with... Severin, he was just sort of slapped in there, but you know, yeah. I get your and, point. And I have seen a lot of good Dan Lambert stuff. I've, I've I loved his stuff in Impact. I really, really liked it. Glennie says promo was rough, but I may be the only one who likes this program. It's a great way of getting seven AEW stars on TV. Crowd loves Jericho and despises Dan. And also, I mean, I I understand the value of some of this. You you are building to Dan Lambert getting his ass whipped and these guys hitting the yeah. bricks. That, that's that's what they're building up to. That's the formula for Dan Lambert everywhere he goes. Not to let you all in on a secret, but this has happened like three right. times. And it's it's usually an effective one. And if Van Zant, Arlovsky, Dos Santos come back, they are recurring characters. Right. I, yeah. I, I guess my whole thing is that Dan Lambert is is succeeds at being universally hated by the audience. And mm-hmm. so whoever gets one up on Dan Lambert is going to get all kinds of cheer to become really popular. Uh, I mean, I don't like the guy. I don't like the act. But apparently, everyone already loves Chris Jericho. You're not going to add anything to that by having him be the guy that beats Lambert. Like, I hope it's not him. I hope it's one of the members of Proud and Powerful or Sammy that gets something over on Dan. Because at least they will be they'll be elevated by it. You could you could be doing this with a different act, getting the rub of being the people to shut up Dan Lambert, and then it might actually get you somewhere. But that's my own personal thing. Drew says, I've been okay with ATT and Inner Circle for the entirety of this, but tonight I was really not a fan of them attacking Van Zant like that. She did great. I'd like to see how she is in the ring. Me too, but we got to actually see her in the ring. I think it'd be a smart move if you were ever to do it. Do it on a taped rampage. That way you can either hide the flaws or scrap it all together if it's bad um as far as them attacking i mean within the promo she went after them pretty pretty viciously first she said, said i could beat all of you up and they say you want to have sex with us well i mean the like, the way in which it was said was well, very sure. clearly like, he, a setup she, he, she left herself 
she left herself, as she said, wide, wide open. open. Oh, I, I thought, thought they were going to do that one. I thought yeah. the first one was going to go, oh, your schedule's wide open. What else you got that's wide open, sister? <laughs> like, I thought it was like it was just so obvious that they were going that direction. I was like, you didn't need that. You didn't need to do that. It's funnier when you say what they didn't say. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. Uh Good God. Where are we? Daniel R says, what does Walter think of this inner circle feud? Uh, uh, I do not like, I do not like this, this, this field, this, this old man, Chris Jericho, I will chop him and he will explode into dust. I do not like this Dan Lambert. He's a big loud mouth. I like Ethan Page though. I would like to wrestle him one day. Phil says, don't you think these segments are on the talent? TK isn't writing their promos. Buddy, by now he should be. <laughs> if I had seen the ones that that hit, oh boy, Car Guy says loved how Paige set them up. I knew it was coming. I wasn't disappointed. I love sophomoric humor though, so yeah, I do too. It's I, fine. It's just they're running it back too much. Yes, when it when it starts with the lowest lowest hanging fruit, and it just hovers there, and it's one every promo. It's like man. I, I just don't find those those jokes that they've made that funny. Mm-hmm. I find a lot of jokes like that funny, but not the ones that they've made. Sorry. Jay says, I think it's leading to Jericho and Masvidal, quite possibly. That's true. They didn't announce Masvidal, even though Masvidal's need Jericho every single time. Yeah. Jambeard says, until Van Zant shows she can be as good as Ronda, at the least, I'll hold off on gushing over her being fantastic. That's a high bar, buddy. Uh, yeah. Ronda Rousey was very special in pro wrestling. And look, to name some of the people you did, Rampage and Tito Ortiz did not come out with the verbal chops that Paige has, though. Tito Ortiz said, why are you here? Oh, I don't know. I'm just here. That was his TNA promo. So Paige Van Zant's already leaps and bounds ahead of them. Yes. Beard says, Alex, what does Tony D'Angelo think of Louis Dangor's really bad Twitter takes and bad wrestling ideas? By the way, we're going to talk about that segment next. The man who will beat Hangman Page in Norfolk for the title, (laughs) MJF. What did you think of that idea? Or what did Tony D'Angelo think? Listen, I don't know about this uh, Louis Dangor or whatever this guy did, the the, the, the Brit. Uh, Listen. This is one of the dumbest ideas I've ever heard come out of anybody's mouth. But hey, listen, you wanna you wanna beat Adam Page right after he wins the championship? You wanna you wanna give everybody all this joy and take it away? You, my friend, are a thief of joy, and I got no time for you. Get out of here. Brent says, Am I crazy or is it just Jericho where their creatively creativity has this issue? It seems very much time. I mean, Cody Rhodes just got out of there, so I guess Jericho's the only one in that spot now. Yeah. But I mean the sophomoric stuff like like that. Yeah. And again, I'm a fan of sophomoric humor. I really am. But damn. Shazarn says, I hope at full gear Van Zant destroys Jericho and another member of IC takes out Lambert. Hi from Australia. Well, hi from uh Kentucky. And you know, I'd be I'd be fine with that. We got a super chat about Kyle O'Reilly. It was re- revealed today by PW Insider, and we did confirm it that uh, Cole, possibly O'Reilly, possibly Gargano, possibly Kevin Owens, all pillars of the real NXT could be gone to AEW by January. That's insane. Shame WWE. Well, I gotta say, 
in the case of some of those fellas, you can't shame WWE. You can't shame WWE on Adam Cole. Maybe the the some of the manager pitches and stuff, but he was booked very, very well. Kyle O'Reilly, until like the last three weeks, <laughs> has been booked pretty well. So um, I don't know about shaming them for, for those. Jay Blood says, it felt like AEW is painting by their own numbers tonight. Still a fun show, but I feel like we've seen versions of nearly every segment on the show. I would agree with that. I would definitely agree with that, except for the CM Punk stuff uh, at the beginning. But to me, you don't always have to do different for different sake. Sometimes you do, but not always. Yeah, they're about to have a pay-per-view, and it's going to be really good. So I think they can coast for a little bit. Reminder, guys, donate a Super Chat or donate on Streamlabs. The link is in our chat. We still have some from the CM Punk promo. Eric Marsh says, Mox getting the help he needs, and the Punk promo hit close to the heart for me. Just celebrated three years of sobriety last week. Well, congratulations, and we're happy you're sober, my friend. Uh, thank, thank you for sharing that with us as well. Nerdstorm says, as someone who struggled with mental health issues the majority of my life, having seen the devastation of alcoholism can have on a family member, seeing AEW on TV, showcasing compassion, the strength within it got me teared up. Much love, guys. And acknowledging it. And, and Mox allowing it to be acknowledged. I got, I've got a ton of respect for that. JW Pringle says, hats off to Punk for that amazing promo. If you think you need help, seek it out. We need you here with us. You are loved and worthy. JW Pringle, I appreciate you always sending that in your super yes, chats as well. Uh, follow uh, at NAMI Communicate. They have a bunch of wonderful resources there. Uh, NAMI is a great organization that, that can help you guys out too. Brent Lockman says, Red Dragon is calling Kyle. They even have the song. Yeah. Oh, buddy. I mean, there is... A real possibility, Robert, that we get the the indisputed era yeah. against the elite. Listen, they Tony Khan needs to sign all four of those guys as they are made available, just as a flex, just to say, hey, this was your core, and now I have them. And Kyle O'Reilly is can't miss. Bobby Fish is there. That's a tag team waiting to happen. Red Dragon Lucha Bros. Red Dragon FTR. There's so much that could happen there that needs to happen. And I want to see it. We've got Shazam saying, I hope, it, oh, well, we've already read that one. Sorry. Uh, Jay Blood says, ultimately, this feud's purpose should be to elevate Sky and Paige. Paige got a title shot, but hopefully it leads to him going over on Jericho. I would hope so, but I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. Zach Barber said that Paige is already a better promo than Ronda. That is true. Yeah. yeah and giving honestly, her the credit that, on that one. That's one of the things that is often harder, hardest for the other athletes to come into wrestling. They don't have that kind of ease with the microphone that Paige already does. You can probably teach her how to do a few of these wrestling moves a lot easier than you can teach somebody who isn't very comfortable with a microphone in their hand how to become comfortable with a microphone in their hand. H.L. Mad Larkin says, I made a mistake of watching Cornette's take on Sheeta Deeb, and it was not oh, only insulting, man. but it made me angry for the first time watching in a long time about wrestling. I guess all Japanese women are 100 pounds and dressed like schoolgirls. Frustrating. I, I would call that frustrating. I don't like to comment on somebody else's comments that just for future reference, guys, it's not something I like for us to do here. People can have their own bad, terrible, good, not good opinions on their own. Unless it's Louis Dangor, then absolutely fuck him. 
we will comment on his terrible comments. But um, yeah, I didn't agree with those at all. Well, we've got a Malachi Black promo and a Miro promo. This will set up Miro later in the night, so we will talk about this then. But then we get Kenny Omega versus Allen Angels 2. If you guys remember, Allen Angels was the person who, as I, I say, I don't care what anybody comments, Brian Satin had uh, tweeted about last year and wanted, wanted Kenny Omega to go over a little bit stronger on after Kenny beat Alan Angels five from Dark Order, he said, You ruined my career. Like he poked fun at it. Uh, Ryan Satin had some fun with it too. I thought this was all in good fun. Kenny Omega wrestling on TV. I'm not going to complain about that, Robert. This was a good win. It was effective. It did what it should. And most importantly, he beat him with the V trigger. And a lot of people say, Why did he hit 20 of those and never win? Well, now he's won with one. Yeah. So now you yeah. can't complain. Yeah, I, I, I think for me that the, the 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 thing the concern, the fake concern a year and a half ago was overblown, um, about like oh Kenny can't even beat this guy. He's like then they signed him, and I said like, okay that's that that's great. And then the thing about it for me is I, it would have been nice to like if you're gonna wind up telling this story eventually with with Angels versus Omega over and over again every so often, maybe make Alan Angels a guy who's not 14 and 19. Maybe yeah. he's 19 and 14. And he's getting better all the time and picking up victories. Because a guy who's still 14 and 19, Kenny Omega still can't put him away. And I don't care what you got JR on commentary saying, hey, some guys just got your number. Like, you book the matches. It's not real fighting. So there's a there. I thought they were going to do this again and have Kenny put him away in about half the time he did last time. That kind of a thing to, to see this. But... I thought that Angels did great in this match. And my thought is, if he's this good, why are you booking to lose 14 out of, you know, 14 out of uh, what, 35 matches? Super click, Christian Cage. Uh, I am very much ready for the Young Bucks to move on past Jurassic uh, Express. Very much. But a lot of ass whoopings going on here, including Adam Cole awaiting word to make sure he's alive after he got concertoed hard but this is this is a really good brawl personally i'm ready to move on past young bucks and jurassic but robert i thought this brawl kicked ass the brawl kicked ass i had a little bit of a problem with the way it was shot because like it looked like nick jackson was waiting to super kick christian forever and at that point just attack him from behind you don't need to kick him and uh, you could see uh, Jungle Boy coming in from the shot and Jared going, oh my God, where'd he come from? Even though you could clearly see it. Other than that, I thought this was good. I don't want to see Jurassic and Young Bucks again, especially now there's no titles at stake, but I'm ready for Christian and Adam Cole. That's a match that I'm ready to see. Daniel yeah. R. also brings up Silver versus Cole on Friday. They did a short John Silver promo after this where he referenced oh, well, maybe you should just cut your hair, become our manager, and rename yourself Budge. Yeah. A wink and a nod to the WWE stuff. Yeah, uh, We've got uh, Nerguru saying, I need something better for Cole. Maybe we're waiting for Kyle so he can turn on Kenny to reform Undisputed Era, but Cole versus Brian should be the final for the tourney. Well, Alex, they're in a unique position. I, I do want you to talk about the silver thing and this, this brawl, but they obviously don't want to be beating Adam Cole. 
No. Uh, Adam Cole can, uh, I've, I've, I think I've said it on, I've, it was probably on the one we did when you weren't here, Sean, but I think there's a, there's a very, very short list of who should be the first person to be Adam Cole. Like it's yeah. like maybe three or four guys. Um, Christian's not on that list. Um, so I think if they're building to a Christian versus Adam Cole match, um, that, that would be, that'll, it'll be a great match because Christian is a wonderful worker at this point, knows exactly who he is and is, is great at putting over guys um like that and and cole's cole's fantastic but cole wins that match i have a maybe i'm old school i have a slight problem with them doing the concerto that viciously to cole tonight and then being like he's gonna wrestle john silver in two days and it's just like are we sure about that i'd like for it to very much be like no he ain't yeah because because he just got concertoed, Robert. Yeah, if they were going to do this, they should have done this match tonight and then had him concertoed, and then he doesn't show up on Friday. It's fine. Yeah, and th- this has to have ramifications. Like, I, I under- this has to have something. Like, he's going to need some big help for, for this. Uh, Jane Beard says, Sean, remember on Monday you talked about how dark is more canon for AEW than main event is for WWE? Now BTE is more canon than the main event. There were yeah. definitely a lot of people that didn't know what the hell Budge was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they didn't understand it. Uh, and that's going to happen. That is definitely going to happen. We saw some Danhausen signs in the crowd. As Hugh Janus says, a lot of Fanhausens in the crowd tonight. They need to sign him up when he's better, licensed to print money. I know because he prints it himself. It seems like he will be at WrestleCade uh, this this November. Uh, I'll be there as well. We'll have a booth set up to do interviews. Guys, check it out. If you are even if you're not in the area, go check out WrestleCade, a three day event in North Carolina, Winston Salem. It is a must attend for me every year. It happens November twenty sixth to twenty eighth at the Benton Convention Center in Winston Salem. Uh, Dan Housen will be there. Sting, Kurt Angle, Gail Kim, Braun Strowman, tons of others. Go to WrestleCade.com and check that out. I will be on the scene doing lots of interviews. I think Jeremy's going to come there as well. We got Chris Statlander, Ruby Riot, Bunny, Red Velvet promos. What do these do for you, Alex? Um, not not a whole lot. Um, did we have I, a women's match tonight? Yeah, yeah. Jenny okay. Hater. Yeah, yes, yeah, we did. The yes, Hater one. Um, uh, we, think, we don't have super chats about it, so yeah, yeah. it didn't stand out on the run sheet. My apologies. Right. No, it, it's the, the, not a whole lot. I mean, like Bunny saying, like, uh, Red Velvet is nice person. Being nice isn't how you win championships. Oh, I'm sorry, Bunny. Can you show me all the championships you've won? Like, it's a weird thing to have people say that when it's obvious you can poke holes in it. Um, yeah. I will say we skipped over it, but I did love earlier uh, Malachi Black's promo where he said, Tony Khan has banned me from ringside, but don't you know when they assassinated Caesar, it was more than just Marcus Brutus that stuck the knife in. And I love that that sets up the fact that Andrade has people all over the place to help him in his feud with, with Cody. And of course we saw that come to fruition later. Yeah. These promos were fine. Like I wish we were getting two women's matches on rampage instead of we doing the Adam Cole to do that John Silver. You know, Hey, so uh, we also saw a Sheeta Nyla segment where uh, Nyla approached Sheeta to set up their match. Sure, this was effective, simple storytelling. Still don't know the big benefit of Vicky with Nyla, but 
this is fine. She's got this a, is... you know, she's on the payroll, and they seem to like the pairing, so that's cool. We got a tweet about this that asked, "Why was she saying how long it took her to get fifty wins when she doesn't have fifty wins?" And I think that's a good question. Why would yeah. you? I ask? was. I wonder if it was like you were stuck on forty nine for too long. But like yeah. that also doesn't make a whole lot of sense because she she lost the first attempt at four at fifty and then won the second attempt like yeah. that. There's too many holes. Like sometimes I think it would be good to have somebody who maybe not writes your promos but edits them for you to yes. find yeah. big holes in the plot that you've you've written for yourself. The creative and, filter. And also, this is like the one women's match in the company we've seen five times. It, it's weird that they keep going back to this. I, they're they're starting to fall into a lot of rematches. I don't need that. Jambeard says, "Remember, teeth are not a DQ. People already have teeth in their mouth, so it's perfectly legal. Very nice, very evil." Hey, Danhausen, uh, Danhausen's got that one in the bag. Quite literally, he has a bag of teeth. Jambeard says, "I have so much respect for Mox. What he did for someone who's probably uh, seen or heard about his fair share of other wrestlers not getting the help. It's such a huge thing for him to do." And to be an example for other people to follow. Yes, there is yeah. no shame in getting help, and I'm glad that I'm glad that that is the, the prevalent thought here. Uh, besides his his health, of course. Well, we had FTR against the former Kalisto and Aerostar. It's good to see Kalisto back in action. I love these kinds of matches because you can see. For for all the people that have typecast FTR, they can work the style if they want to, Alex. I mean, we've seen Cash Wheeler bust out a springboard 450. Yeah. Baller Lasagna says the best part of the night was Aerostar flipping around Dax for a few seconds until Dax just punched him <laughs> in the corner. And and I love the guys that generally work with them are good sports about this too. Yeah. Because you play off of each other. You make entertaining moments off of that. Yeah, um, one of the guys that I thought um, uh, in uh, the the cruiserweights in in the WWE style that got hampered the most by just do the same five spots. That's the thing we want you to do, and then that's it. Was the former Kalisto, and like I think yeah. he's amazingly talented, and he showed way more I thought in this match than than whatever he showed uh, in in um, in WWE. Very happy, like it's just, this is his first match since he since he left WWE. Yeah. Like this is that's kind of cool. Um, and I'm a I'm a huge Aerostar Mark going back from which underground yeah. he would like climb to the tallest structure in the entire arena, then jump off of it. He's nuts. Um, I thought this was a lot of fun. Uh, you you. You could sell me uh, on on FDR keeping those Triple uh, A belts for a long time and just wrestling luchadors and saying no, we refuse to flip. We are going to beat you anyway. And I think that could be a lot of fun for a little while anyway. I would say they should sign Kalisto and Aristar to at least tier zero. Like bring them in regularly for dark. Let them get a few wins. These are why these guys should be here. Uh, the, the match was great. Great action all around. I couldn't get over how bad these tag team titles looked. And I've seen these titles before, oh, yeah. but tonight it really, like, they look so out of place for a They're, major company. They look uh, terrible. It just, Derek it, Gordon says Sheeta and Nyla have only wrestled twice. I don't need to see I it a third. A little more than that. I don't need to see it a third. Uh, Kim C says, fanning myself with the thought of Red Dragon versus FTR and Lucha Brothers. Yes. Me yeah. too. I mean, do I think Bobby Fish's best days are behind him? Yes. But do I still want to see this? Yes. yes. 
Jose says, Malachi's promo representing Caesar correlates with the first promo Jake Roberts yes. cut on Cody as well. What a great shout, Jose. Oh, so true. I come not to praise Caesar, but to bury him. Like that, oh, I, I miss Jake Roberts on IEW. He was great. Jose, that is a great shout. Uh, yeah. We mentioned earlier, MJF came out. He cut a promo on Darby, and uh, he said that the fans relate more to Darby and they can't relate to him because he reminds them of everybody more successful. And I love that Darby's just like taking it, taking it six minutes. And then MJF goes, I could beat you with a headlock takeover. And Darby goes, you son of a bitch. And gets up. You've gone too far. It's so, so good for MJF to just throw that in there. Like he, he is legitimately the best all-around character in wrestling today, and I love him for it. So Darby is is saying, you know what? I'm not I'm not gonna fly off the handle. I'm not gonna run and attack you and assault you in this match. But in this segment, MJF got his ass whipped, but MJF proved his own point. MJF said, You can't keep your composure, you can't stay calm. And what happened? Yeah. Darby did exactly what MJF said that he was going to do before he did it. And boy, did he do it in pretty awesome fashion that, that somersault into the barricade that, that fella in the wheelchair getting a front row seat as somebody tries, tries to guard him. It was so rad. Um, this was a simple fun segment to set up their match at full gear. MJF doing MJF things, Darby, not being the, the talking force, being the right. physical force. Um, I, I, the thing I loved, the, the early part of the promo by MJF was really great. Like, mm -hmm. because like all these new faces showing up, taking people's spots, but you and I, we're not worried, are we? Because we know <laughs> we're pillars. AEW needs us. Like it's like it's a weird thing. Like, like if 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 all these people come in from the other place. And start taking everybody's spots, and pretty sure, pretty soon it becomes the thing that all the detractors say, where it's just a bunch of WWE rejects. Like this is another version of that. But no, AEW needs their homegrown guys. We know where we're gonna be in five years. We know our place is safe because we know how great we are. But I'm better than you. Like that's all. All you do, you you build up the whole company. You build up yourself and your opponent, and then boom, the heel the heel stuff kicks in. I thought it was it was excellently delivered. It was had a lot of substance and a lot and the perfect amount of flash. It was great. What'd you think, Robert? I thought the promo was great. Like I said, MJF is so good. Him saying that he and Darby are pillars, constantly putting over that they are the characters that are important is what matters but also we've completely skipped over sting apparently picking up darby's friends from the gathering of the juggalos and just sort of hey hey guys go get them there was one guy wearing a mask who was i don't know uh, he had to be in his 50s he had a huge bald spot and overweight was a security dude and i just love the idea nwo of, sting yeah trying trying to get trying to get wardlow backstage huffing and puffing with that mask on his face it was great <laughs> Anakin says, uh, did anyone else think the guy in the hoodie behind Darby was Sean Waltman? I didn't know, but I, I would didn't. like to see Sean Waltman in a wrestling ring again. 
We've got some more super chats to uh, read off here. Jay Ritchie says, what about FTR when the AEW titles feud with Proud and Powerful, then bring in and add Briscoe Brothers? Well, that sounds fun if it can happen. I would be completely fine with FTR winning the AEW tag titles. I don't think the Lucha Brothers need like a really long reign. Their moment was their moment. I haven't, there hasn't been a lot of creative stuff there. I feel like there is more creativity to be done with FTR and, and proud and powerful, but at the same time they can run proud and powerful versus Lucha brothers. There's nothing stopping AEW from doing Mm -hmm. that. They they do stuff like that all the time. FTR do deserve a longer reign with the belts. I do feel like there are some people who are just ready for a new team in there and proud and powerful should be the ones because right now best friends are on the shelf and TH2 are kind of just there to give everybody else wins. Ramuru says, when Charlie Ramon was standing behind Darby with the bandana, I thought it was X-Pac for a second. So apparently we're we're stupid, and everybody else thought that. <laughs> Kinshiro says, noted dangerous moves in wrestling. Burning Hammer, Gonzo Bomb, Headlock, Takeover. Yep. Damn right. You, you damn right. It'll shave years off your life, but I'll tell you what, it won't shave off your big nasty pubes. Because you got to use Manscaped for that. Manscaped dot com and the code fightful the holiday season is arriving and i'm giving thanks to our friends at manscape do i tell my extended family that i have the performance package 4.0 from the global leaders in below the waist grooming not to mention it includes a lawnmower 4.0 trimmer to tame your bush and score brownie points with the in-laws i don't know why the hell that was on the ad read what <laughs> what they know i don't read these beforehand why am i trying to score brownie points with the in-laws over my pubes you don't know what other people are doing sean it's christmas (laughs) oh my god (laughs) gift yourself manscaped for the man in your life who needs it or i don't know maybe your in-laws by the sounds of it Join the 4 million men worldwide <laughs> who trust Manscaped with 20% off free shipping with the code FIGHTFUL by going to manscaped.com. <laughs> Why was that in the read? Why what? not? It says, do I tell my extended family that I have it? Not to mention, it scores... Why? <laughs> Anyway, here's the drill. Performance package 4.0, legitimately, despite this this read that they sent me, I should have known better than to let anybody else do it. Despite, it is a great product. The Lawnmower 4.0 rules. It's got the advanced skin-safe technology. That way, that way you won't carve up your nuts like a Thanksgiving turkey. It's got the 4,000K LED spotlight. Uh, it's, it's great. It's waterproof. It's also got the weed whacker. It's a nose and ear hair trimmer. It's got proprietary skin safe technology as well. Plus they got liquid formulations. They got ball deodorant crop reviver. Plus when you get that performance package 4.0, it's got the boxers and the shed travel bag. They've also just got the refined body wash two in one shampoo plus conditioner. I mean, if you smell good, uh, that will, that will score you some brownie points but um let me tell you that that i'm just so shook right now but that performance package 4.0 is great use the the lawnmower 4.0 it is wonderful i'm i'm shocked 
I'm I'm shocked and appalled. I don't know. I don't know why that. Why does that bother you so much? Brent Lockman says greatest ad ever. Like I don't know why my in laws would have any clue about that situation. Jambeard says SRS reading this like the teleprompter scene from Bruce Almighty. He read anything? I I don't usually. Usually I just do my own. But they provided this, and I said, you know what? Okay. What if right. what if instead of like you'll score brownie points by having yourself groomed? What if it's you'll score brownie points by giving your mother-in-law uh, a, a nice pubic groomer? Riot DR says, shout out to the Sultan of Sensual Segway, SRS. Buddy, I got Suge Dunkerton so good today. Noah Clark, thank you for the super chat, my friend. Oh, boy. Uh, Jam Beard says, Alex, maybe that was Ralphus. It's possible. R.I.P. So it's not possible. He died. Jonathan <laughs> back says, Adam A-W- Cole died and he came back. Jonathan says, A.W. could start mixing things up with three or four-way matches, especially in the women's division. More spots to get stars, some TV matches. See, that's what Jericho was talking about. He was trying to book some five-way matches. Yeah, there you go. That's what his comment that's was That's totally about. that. That was it. That was it. So he's the revolutionary. We're jerks. So there you go. Dr. Six Fingers Esquire says, I thought that was Arn for longer than I reasonably should have. Uh, that was it. That was in reference to the people behind yes. MJF. 12 Loose Leaf says, in Darby's defense, I think he said something to the effect of, I'll be able to keep my composure then because I'll just kick your ass. Now, you're right. You're right. I continue to be a deaf dumbass. I legitimately do not remember that at all. Jamie Hader versus Anna Jay. Jamie Hader gets the win. I mean, eventually the numbers game has to take effect for the women. So I was okay with this. This match was just, it was okay. Uh, it, It had stakes, so... I didn't know who was going to win it. I legitimately didn't know who was going to win, so that was fascinating. But this was this is all right, Alex. Uh, I I mean, they don't they don't always go in for like classic wrestling tropes. Sometimes they play against it. But I thought that Jamie winning this to make sure that that Thunder Rosa had to go through the henchwoman of Britt Baker if she even hopes to continue in the tournament to eventually. Um, you know, be an equal champion, and Britt hates Thunder Rosa. I thought that was kind of where they were going with this, and and when there was the the brawl afterwards, where Thunder Rosa came, ran down to like help out, I think that's kind of where they're going with this. But um, but yeah, I I think this is going to be fun. Like, there's a there's a lot of really cool storylines within the tournament, which I always want. Like, don't just give me tournament matches; give me the storylines to play out within it too. Yeah, this is fine, Lariat. I always love a good Lariat. I think Jenny yeah. Hader is fantastic. I didn't really have a lot of doubt here because I knew the winner of this was going to fight Thunder Rosa, so it seemed like Hader would be the one. And they did what they did, and I like the little three-on-three after the match, and I like where this is going. I still think this title belongs to Jade Cargill, but I'm willing to be proven wrong. Same here. Dante, Leo, Seidel, and Lee freaking Moriarty. Yes. So Matt Seidel is backstage, and he's like, hey, it's all love. I respect you. If you want to train with somebody else, I got somebody else that wants to train with me. I'd love for us to have a match. It's Lee Moriarty. Simple. Leo Rush was not, 
He was just like, hey, you want to do a match? We'll do it. This was very like friendly competitive. Like, I'll show you we're better. I don't mind stuff like this. I really yeah. like this setup. Uh, I just hope the match actually freaking happens. Uh, yeah. But this is good. Like, Lee Moriarty rules, too. He does. And I, 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 I do love him just standing there, hanging out, not really doing much. And I wonder I wonder if this is the beginning of of mastermind Leo Rush like like that that Lee Moriarty is actually a double agent and is going to turn on Seidel during the match because he's actually a plant by Leo Rush and Dante's like what you never told me about any of this don't worry it's all part of the plan like there's some cool stuff you could tell that story if you wanted to there's a lot of really interesting layers to this and one of them is just as you said I love like Matt Seidel being totally okay with his former tag partner and mentee uh, Dan Dante Martin finding somebody else to train with because that's fine. I respect you. Like we don't usually get to see that in professional wrestling, and I think it's kind of cool. All due respect to the other Seidel brother, I'm infinitely more excited about <laughs> this match than yeah. I was about the other match. So that's really good. Same, same. Cyclops says more women's matches and fewer Jericho promos, please. Sooner yeah, they got to get there. I'm surprised they're not using this tournament to be like, all right, two matches on Rampage at least. Uh, Zero Fear says, uh, off topic, but what happened to Bear Country? Well, Bear Country is still around as far Isn't as I know. Isn't one of them injured, maybe? No, no, no. They're, they're back. They're, they're doing fine. They did the dark tapings. They oh, faced good. Pinnacle. Yeah. They, they won a match at the dark tapings. Like, they're just... They're not on full-time deals, so they'll, they'll they won't be around nearly as much. Uh, I believe we are at Cody. Well, we were at Cody Mal and Andrade until Sean Blanford said, "Hello, father-in-law. How about those braids winning the World Series? Also, my balls are smooth." Well, now hold on a minute. If you're going to sit here and tell me that that is not a conversation that Andrade will have with Rick Flair, <laughs> hold on. That's who this is for. Uh, you know what? I continue to be a dumbass because you were right. Um, Cody versus Andrade. Now, I feel like they are leaning into, as they say, fuck finishes. But Cody didn't need to win this match. Nope. Andrade needed this win a lot more than Cody did. And FTR repaying Andrade. It's like, you got us these titles. You got us in this match. You picked us. We're going to do you a solid as well. I love that. Common sense. I scratch your back. You scratch mine. And Andrade wins after, after Cody gets hit with um, those plastic title belts. I think Seahawks said it was like a, it was like a lunch tray. And I'm like, yeah, it's the exact item that you see people get cracked over the head with in movies where people go to prison and they say, make sure you beat up somebody on the first day. Yeah. They always hit somebody with one of those lunch trays. Uh -huh. And that's what they got hit with. Cody gets pinned. I'm all for this. I love the match. Cody doesn't get hurt by this. Cody's bulletproof, Alex. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. And I think that there's... There's more of this story they're going to lean into at some point. Although I think they or... may test Cody being physically bulletproof. They may actually try to shoot him <laughs> to get him over as a baby face. At this they point. might be Arn Anderson turn. Yeah, Arn, Arn, 
They might have to. <laughs> I I I liked the the Arn and and Tully squaring up at the end. I thought that was fun. Um, uh, but like I I just I I think that there's there's something something continues to be very very interesting. Um, about about all of this, Cody. I I I, ref, I like saying out loud. I will not turn. Is such a weird thing for a wrestler to do, and like his real life persona that he that he presents on his Rose to the Top show, where yeah. he's just like he's he's trying to get uh, Brandy, who wants to be a heel, yeah. to insist on being a babyface the way he is. Like I, that show is an absolute companion piece to his delusion on on dynamite and it's really interesting if you look at all of it together i don't know maggie says ftr is finally getting revenge on cody for fuck the revival mm -hmm. i don't know that i ever popped as much during bte than when brandy popped her head over and just screamed fuck the revival it, out of nowhere that was one of the all-time great moments of bte i miss cody on bte a lot yeah. like oh uh, i wish I, I say I wish they'd get over what issues there are, but now I don't because I want there to be a good story in this. There's a, there's a storyline on TV in what's going on with them uh, right now. Pablo says, love the pedigree teases from Cody. Will this be the universal sign he turns heel whenever he hits it? Yep. Throwback to the Thronebreaker promo, turn, turning into what he hates. Great yeah. symbolism. Robert, I think the symbolism is amazing. Snap so Joe thinks me. he's getting good. For I think me. he's got to use the pedigree as right. a finish yeah. when it happens. For me, the thing I enjoy the most is all these teases. This all keeps coming back to a promo Cody cut at like the beginning of the pandemic where he said he was the fourth signee. And you've got Arn, you've got Tully. I think Cody desperately wants to think he's a horseman. He, yeah. you know, he's got the suits, he's got everything. But he's still a Rhodes. Exactly. And I think that that's where the swerve is coming in. Because if you thought Arn and Tully were about to do anything, but look at the Rhodes and start beating the crap out of him. You will never be one of us. That's, you that's will where I think never we're going. be one of us. You're a Rhodes. You will never, ever, ever be one of us, no matter how much you want it. Fly in Barry Windham. Where's Sid Vicious? Get Paul Roma. Get Paul Roma. To say you will never be me. <laughs> uh, that's the kind of thing I want to see. I'm hoping we get some version of that. That's also like Cody's just an island unto himself. And that's when he goes crazy and starts pedigreeing people because he has no other choice. But I'm willing to wait for the slow burn because this is actually fun. And it's the first time I've had fun watching Cody on TV in over a year. Jambeard says, for a second, I thought Arm was going to turn heel and hug Tully as a swerve after they squared up. That's what's coming. I mean, Lucha Brothers made the save. They didn't hit each other. Jesus says they can, he can call the pedigree the roads to the top. Yes, he can. He sure If you can. remember when Arn and Tully and the Rock and Roll Express had that uh, tag team appreciation night and FTR revealed they were with Tully, Arn just left. Arn said, I see what's happening here. I'm going to excuse myself and walked away. I, so there's something there. I just want to say there's, there's a lot of pieces to play off of. Also, if I'm AEW, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting calling up Ole Anderson and I'm getting him for the video game 
everybody that's ever been like a horseman before, they've got Malenko. They could call up Mongo. Like almost everybody that's ever been a horseman, they have access to. I don't think there's any under WWE contract, is there? Nope. No. Rick, Arn, Oli, Tully, Lex. Lex is. Lex is the only one. Lex okay. is under like some sort of deal with them, but Wyndham, Gosh. Sting, Sid, Roma, Pillman, uh, Mongo, Hennig, Malenko, even Jarrett. My God. But he was never a member, but he was. Right. Holy crap. I'll take it. Just <laughs> throw them all in there. Oh boy! Like I, I like merchandising ideas are going through my head right now. Oh, this was fun stuff. I like the way it worked. Uh, Cyclops says, "Are Tully and Arn gonna break Cody, uh, or yeah, break Cody in a parking lot?" Yes, they should. They absolutely should. Yeah, I think so. I just, I just like the idea of this possibly going somewhere like that. Um, yeah, that was that super chat. Well, we got the main event, Orange Cassidy against the replacement, Miro. Uh, Miro was, I've got more details on this on Fightful Select, and I got some people saying, oh, spoilers, Sean. This wasn't a spoiler. They announced it at the top of the show. This was not like a big secret they were keeping or anything. Uh, But Miro coming in as the replacement, great. Admittedly, I didn't think he was going to win. Because Orange Cassidy is supremely protected in this company. Miro won, and Robert, I think he should have won. Oh, yeah. I I think he's got to win, and he won very convincingly. As soon as he fell back in that accolade, or the the game over, tap, tap, tap tap-a-roo, this went how I thought it should go. I love, oh, also, I love a good elbow drop to a standing opponent. I love that. And Orange Cassidy did one outside and gave a thumbs up to Matt Hardy. There was a lot of good in this match. A lot of good in this match. I think Miro is the best possible choice. I had thought, let's just do Orange Cassidy and Brian, because that is something they obviously want to do. And I have no interest in a story there. So if we can get it as a one and done, I'd rather it that way. But Miro coming in, and just immediately going to the finals of a title tournament when he knows he needs to come home with a title in order to get back into his house because CJ won't have it any other way is the best thing you can do. I still think Brian's got to break his heart and beat him at full gear, but I'm very excited to see Miro versus Brian, which we never actually got one-on-one in WWE. Alex, uh, we've got Anakin JMT saying, what does Tony D think about Miro's anger at God? <laughs> and, and Pedro saying, what does Tony think of Miro's promo from tonight? Um, listen, this guy, uh, Bulgaria, is, uh, as far as I know, I'm not in my geography. It's very close, I believe, to Italy. He and I are basically brothers. I love this guy. I love that he's angry at God because it sometimes I, I too, listen, I was raised Catholic, but sometimes I do not love the Lord myself. He has dealt me a bad hand one or two times, and I would like to fight him. So I have a big – I'm a fan of the Miros. Listen, um, I I loved his promo earlier in the night. Like, I, I'm – I, man, this whole thing of like, um, so you were listening when I threatened you. Like, I, like, I threatened God, and he granted me this opportunity is really cool. But now we will see if you are actually listening. 
because I must win or now I will have to kill you is so great. And I, again, all of this weird Conan the Barbarian type imagery, like my road home has begun and it is paved with the skulls of those who would stand in my way. Like he's just amazing. And I, 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 I love that he won. Um, I think that the story they were telling is having um, uh, the finals being Danielson versus a, a brute that he's going to have to kill to beat. And that was, that was this version of Moxley that they were building up, sh- surely. I think Moxley probably would have squashed um, Cassidy real quick in this thing. That was the story they were building with Moxley. So having Miro beat uh, Cassidy and then Danielson having to go through Miro to get the job done, I think is the same basic storyline. I I honestly thought they were going to have Moxley beat Danielson. I thought they were going to have, I thought that was, that was where they were going to set up Moxley versus Hangman. Now on the 13th of November, Miro versus Danielson, this version of Rusev, the apex version of Rusev, Miro versus this version of Daniel Bryan, the apex version of, of Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. I, I don't know of a match that like, that it's going to pop me more personally, because I love both of these guys so much. So this entire match has to be worked around guillotines and triangle chokes because the neck is the established right. Achilles heel of Miro. But I I love the idea of everything that happened to Rusev being canon. And this is a guy who went through a divorce and now his wife is like, fine, you want back in the house? You want back in my life? You got to kill and you got to be a winner again because you were a loser and I was sick of you. I love that idea. Hope that's the story they tell. And I'm really excited for this match because now I don't know who's going to win. And I don't think Miro should beat Danielson first, but I think he might. They are going to beat the absolute shit out of one another. I can't wait. Mateo says, first time to be able to send a super chat due to living in the Netherlands. Wanted to thank you for the great work. Hey, thank you so much. If you guys want to thank us a little bit more, Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I have not plugged that yet today, but I'm going to do it before we head down the stretch of our super chats and humper chats that we have. Uh, Broke some news today on a New Japan star whose contract is coming up. Got some behind-the-scenes news on uh, Miro serving as Moxley's replacement. Uh, Up up a tier, you get early access to interviews and all that good stuff. But I'm going to have a whole lot of news on the ROH video library. I had a big story yesterday. Quite frankly, Vincent Wan didn't like Bray Wyatt anymore. I don't know how else to put it. Uh, Bray Wyatt was outspoken about creative, and that was the situation. You also get Alex's Sour Graphs reviews. So every single day on FightfulSelect.com, you get at least one piece of exclusive wrestling news and at least one show. Uh, Fridays, I do figure hauls. Uh, tomorrow, I'll be doing a Q&A show. Uh, Alex does sour graps. We have reviews on on the weekend called The Weekender that kind of all encompasses the things that we don't cover live here. Check it out. Spread the word. At the beginning of the month, we always have a bunch that fall off. So re-up, subscribe. Let us know if it's not working so we can, can complain to Patreon. Sandipan says, first time super chat. Love the work. Love SRS, Kalex, and the other guy, DeFelice. I'm good for that. What could be the morale backstage with so many free potential free agents that it might lead for reduced TV time for existing ones? 
I haven't heard of a, of a bunch of negative morale in AEW. Most of most people realize that people are getting cycled in or out, maybe a little bit, but then those people that I hear about being a little frustrated get cycled back on a TV. Like I haven't heard that. I just haven't heard that yet. And um, as we've seen in wrestling today, you don't really see a lot of that cutthroat mentality. Like when you do, people end up getting, you know, it ends up being a big blow up story about a title belt exchange of all segments because these stories are so rare. So I don't think anybody would really be upset that their friends can come work for AEW. Possibly. And, and you'll see so many like fans say, oh, well, they got this title run, that title run. Creative satisfaction is the ultimate thing that I've noticed that a lot of people are are worried about. Ronald says, I liked how in commentary, Brian focused on Miro's bandaged leg. That was an interesting touch because Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, American Dragonson is going to kick the shit out of that leg. He is. Self-willed soul says, do you think they're going to run with Miro winning the whole tournament? If so, hopefully this foreshadows him winning the AEW title down the line, even if he doesn't win it this time around. So... I feel like, so they're not going to do another pay-per-view until like February, Mm -hmm. but they're going to do a big show in January. Yeah. I think Brian Danielson and Hangman Page is a hell of a thing to cap off that big show. Alex, what do you think? Do you think it'll be Miro or Danielson? I I think they probably put Danielson over Miro. Um, But as I said, I I, I thought they were going to do the story of Moxley like turning into what, he hated before which is omega cheating to take his title from him and him having to cheat to beat danielson so he can get his title back and they already set up a hangman versus moxley thing because moxley was the last one knocked off the ladder in that thing to become uh the number one contender i thought that that was what they were going to do but as it is now i think they probably do danielson over miro but miro is like that one that one lost to Sammy is the only blemish on his record since he's become this version of Miro. So that guy, if they have him, if they put him over Danielson, then that Miro versus Hangman is something I would surely be interested in as well. If Miro wins the tournament, I think he's winning the title. I think they will go all the way. If Brian gets it, I see them doing a reverse Flair and Sting. I know the rumor is Battle of the Belts, they do have that trademark. It could be like a Clash of Champions. Let's have Brian take Hangman all the way and show how good of a wrestler he can be. But I think Hangman's not long for that title, even though I do think he will win and give the fans that moment. So to be clear, you're saying that he's going to lose it in Norfolk against No, no, no. I didn't say he was losing it in Norfolk. (laughs) Dylan Bishop says, is Miro the perfect monster heel? A built-in way to really beat him and explain away losses with a compelling champion and non-champion gimmick. Yeah, I think he is. He's charismatic. He's likable and hateable and intimidating. He's good in the ring. He's a good promo. You believe what he does, and you want to watch him even after he loses. I think he is. I think he is this. He is who we thought he was. Kyle Collins says Danielson versus Miro is gonna hump. I can't wait. I yeah. cannot wait. And Jambeard says, Miro is all the best promo in wrestling, uh, hands down, and it's not close. It's God tier how amazing he is right now. Well, I, I believe he's the best 90-second promo in, yes. in wrestling. 
Th- Without these, a doubt. These these little pre-tapes he does backstage with the lighting and everything. Like the full video package where they add music and highlights over it. Those things are second to none. But I just love they 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 have him going, he's in a feud with God. And in the min in the meantime, he's gonna beat beat up Orange Cassidy and then try to murder Brian Danielson on pay-per-view. Yeah. And depending on the result of that match, he might go right back into feuding with God. God himself. I love it. Alicia says, the way, the way you guys are prof- pronouncing Norfolk is killing me. Sorry. And then our uh, last chat from Daniel R says, want Punk and Danielson commentary night, which immediately makes me think. I, w- I would love for it to set up like, maybe neither one of them are challenging for the title around double or nothing. They're both on commentary and that's the whole night. And they just get progressively more pissed off at each other. (laughs) And that's what sets it up. And you close the show with them at the top of the stage, staring each other down. Like they're one upping each other all night, like little quips. Like you did this, you took this much time off. I was forced out, et cetera, et cetera. And then the show closes with them at the top of the ramp. And you do that at double or nothing. And I think that'd be a hell of a hell of a match. Punk said years ago, they are Sean and Brett. And I think they can live up to that. Yeah. Robert, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me everywhere on social media at Dude Felice, including Twitch. Subscribe there. I might try to stream more on Saturdays. And you can find me every day writing news on Fightful.com. Alex, tell the people where they can find you. Of course, FightfulSelect.com. Listen, I need 200 of you to subscribe tonight. That's, that's it. Five bucks. 16 cents a day. Come on. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter uh, at Alex Sour Graps. Uh, you can find me twice a night, uh, twice a week on, <laughs> well, twice a night, twice <laughs> twice a week on, on Fightful Select talking about Raw and SmackDown. And then you can find me on this very YouTube channel every Tuesday talking about NXT and doing impressions of Tony D'Angelo like this one's requested. Uh, yes. Tony D'Angelo talking about Tully and Arn. Uh, listen, I've seen uh, this, this. This this reminds me of that one time uh, we were at the, we, we, my little cousin's christening, and my uncle Paulie and my uncle Joey they had a few but too much to drink, and they squared up and were like, "Come on, guys, you're friends. What are you doing? You're related by marriage, two times removed. <laughs> and please, can we just please think of the kid, of the kids? She's wearing a nice white dress. Could we not do this here? You're in a church. Come on, Fugazi, what are you doing?" <laughs> Please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. It would it would make me very happy. I'm going to post uh, gaming fans, uh, WDB gaming fans. Uh, how, how should I phrase this? Robert knows what I'm going to post, I believe. It's a very juicy story. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.